0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. According to now multiple sources, there is a deal. Yes, yes, yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: Might get really announced after the close of the markets. Might get announced earlier that Musk bought Twitter. So I've got this from the Wall Street Journal, and I have this from Susan Lee with Fox Business, former CNBC and Bloomberg TV. That's enough for me to say I think it's happened. And man, people are going to lose their minds because Elon Musk buying Twitter. Doesn't change my life at all. And I would argue that doesn't change your life, but it is going to change the lives of a lot of people who can't believe that they are not the ones in control of the message. And that's going to be the story. And so as we listen to, to, to talk radio today, as you as watch your social media feeds, this is it. I mean, everyone's going to have an opinion on this, right? Because that's what people do. But let us make sure we understand what has happened. And why it matters so incredibly much. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. How the hell are you guys? 833, got Tony. Eight three three four six eight eight six six nine. Is your life different if Musk uh, buys Twitter? Are you coming back to Twitter? Are you going to get on Twitter? Are you still going to do just a, a little bit of social media? Are you going to do less? What's your plan? 833, got Tony. Does this change who you are? I will tell you nothing changes in my life. I'm still... Not going to be engaged that much on Twitter because Twitter is going to get me fired. Because Elon Musk cannot change people deciding that something I said was so upsetting that they have to protest and scream and yell and go after sponsors and all the rest. There will be no end to the amount of people who want to take things out of context. There will be no end to the awful people who will be like, oh, yeah, Tony, well, you're just a big fat loser. There will be no end to the people who are angry that I don't pay more attention to them as if somehow my job is to give them a platform. Steve Martin is famous for saying, be so good they can't ignore you. He's right. And when I have had conversations with people about TV this and other things that, their answer is, Tony, go out there and create cool blank. That was literally what I got told. Go create cool blank. I'm like, I'm already creating cool blank, but maybe it's not the cool blank for you, man, okay. That's how I responded. No one owes you an audience and no one owes you the medium but there is no doubt in my mind that Twitter exists only and solely and exclusively to hurt me, to cause problems, that I will have one errant tweet and that will be it. As I have often said, you've heard me say it before, I am not a subject away from being fired. I am not a phrase away from being fired. I am one word away at all times from losing my gig from being attacked on the streets. One word. One word said inadvertently. One word said that people take out of context. One word mispronounced. Doesn't matter what the word is, by the way. It's different for different people. One word away. You think I'm gonna add to that on social media? I've seen people get fired for their tweets. And some of them are nonsense. Some of them were never even bad. Everyone's nuts. So the idea that Musk is going to somehow change something to that regard, that's not true. That's not happening. And that's not the story. The story will be, what is he changing amongst the intelligentsia who believes they should be able to control the speech? That's the conversation. That is is the totality of the argument. For Twitter, they saw that he had the funding in conjunction with Morgan Stanley. They said, okay, he's serious, let's go to work. It's also come out that the company was supposed to uh, unveil uh, earnings on Thursday. And maybe earnings were not so great. And maybe, just maybe, just perhaps just maybe they want to get a deal done before that happens by the way, in the last hour, Twitter has gone up uh two dollars two dollars, yeah, two bucks the stock price right now is at fifty one seventy okay, you got it. I I uh, I mean, there's now there's a question of how this affects other things. Like, is Dogecoin going to go up? That's the ridiculous cryptocurrency, as if they're not all ridiculous. But I believe in it, right? I'm, I happen to be a supporter of, of, of crypto. Full disclosure, if I talk about a cryptocurrency, uh, I, if I own it, I'll say so. Doge, I own. Not to any great extent. Right? I don't own enough to make me retire. Certainly not at these prices. If they were at uh, Bitcoin prices, well, I'd be happier. I'll just leave it, leave it at that. But uh, Musk uh, plays a lot in that in that world of, of of Dogecoin, and so people are talking about that, and it's going up. Everybody will find a reason for something to go up. It isn't everything I wanted to get to today. It is, of course, a top story and a breaking story, and I wanted to share it with you. No, I wanted to get into. I wanted to get into uh, really quick that Sen- uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin and the Secretary of State Anthony Blinken were both in Ukraine. They went over the week and they were there on Sunday. This was Lloyd Austin.
1: Uh, we want to see Russia. Uh- weakened uh, to the degree that it can't uh, do the kinds of things that uh, it has done uh, in, in invading Ukraine. So it has already lost a lot of military capability uh, and a lot, of, uh, a lot of its troops, quite frankly. And uh, we want to see them not have the capability to very quickly reproduce that capability.
0: So as we've discussed, one of the reasons I favor sending the hardware, sending the artillery, and certainly not sending any troops is Ukraine can fight this war. They just need the material to fight this war. And what weakens Vladimir Putin is better. Weakening Vladimir Putin is better for all of us. Now, it creates other potential problems, like, for example, a Russian vassal state that China controls. I agree with that. But since there is no dealing with Vladimir Putin, getting him to see the light, none whatsoever, you may have to engage this maneuver to help the Ukrainians win and then hope for the best on the flip side. This idea that the Ukrainians are winning, though, right, there's this, there, a lot of people want to be in my ear about the idea, that, you know, Russia's really not losing here. This is a lot of Propaganda. It's all propaganda. All warfare is deception. That's Sun Tzu. And I'm here to tell you that no matter where I get the information from, whether it's about Russia whether it's about Ukraine, I check, I double check, and I recheck. The idea that Russia is losing the war is the idea that this took more than three days. This wasn't supposed to take more than three days. An expectation existed, and it got the kicked out of it and Vladimir Putin looks the fool for this he looks ignorant for this this Russian military is not only remarkably corrupt it is remarkably inept that doesn't take away from the fact that they are miraculously murderous but Russia still doesn't have total control of Mariupol I don't know if they yet have full control of Kharkiv They tried a siege around Kiev, and it didn't work at all. They've tried bombing raids to the west of Lviv on the western side near Poland. Didn't uh, stop the Ukrainians. It's disaster for the Russians. It doesn't change the fact that the Russians are killing people and mounting offensive and taking land, and they have along that eastern coast from the north uh, there near Belarus all the way down to the south in the Sea of Azov. It means that this was supposed to take three days. And these people are morons. And part of it has to do with the fact that Vladimir Putin is not well. So there has long been a series, a series of rumors. rumors! The rumors all are based around Vladimir Putin's health. And there was a rumor that he had cancer. There was a rumor that he had long-haul COVID. There's a rumor he has Parkinson's. He was involved in a meeting, I think this took place on Friday, with one of his advisors, and he isn't at the 20-foot table like he was with Macron. He's face-to-face with somebody. right that's that's different for him he's been very very worried about covid he's having this conversation with this with this uh this aide whatever whoever he is and i couldn't i've never seen the aide before so i have no way of comparing how he looked in the past to now but i can compare vladimir putin he doesn't look great people talk about him looking bloated yeah i think that's right he's always had a little bit of uh whatever air to him, right? Whatever, like a little bit of a a touch of aloofness when when he walks and when he sits and things like that. He always sits in this more relaxed posture. This was different because while he's sitting, two things are happening. He's talking, this about 11, 12 minutes. His right foot is on the outside of the table and it's tapping. Now, it's not tapping rhythmically. Like, you might tap your foot. It's it's like it's just moving. Like, picture your foot had a had a spasm. And your your foot was moving. You weren't moving your foot. You ever have that with a muscle, and the muscle's just twitching, and you're like, okay, I can't make that stop? Am I the only person that's happened to? It, it, it just twitches. You're like, what in the world is that? What in the world's got... That's what's going on with his foot. But it's not happening that fast. But it is happening. It's it is happening, and you just you just see it. But that's not the story. The story is, is that the way he is he is shot by the video camera, we see his right side. His right hand is on the table. Now, you might think I'm talking about palm down. No, 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 no. He's gripping the edge of the table, right at the corner, right. So if you were to take the corner of the table, like this, the edge you're sitting at, and then it, it you know, all, to the right, and he's got his hand there. It's not too far away from him, so it's not like, it's not like he's gripping intently, but he's gripping. Right, I should say, he's not like gripping to stand up. He's gripping from underneath. His thumb is on top of the table. His fingers are underneath. It's an odd position. Its not just do it right, right now. Do it at your desk, do it in your, your car. It's an odd position, right? It's just It's not how you put your hands. It's weird. Now do that for 12 minutes. And that's what Vladimir Putin's doing. This thumb up, fingers underneath, fully to the web of, 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 of the hand. Boom, 12 minutes. It's very obvious that he's holding on to the table to stabilize himself that if he wasn't holding on to the table his hand would be doing what his foot is doing his hand would be shaking i am not a doctor And I have absolutely, positively no way at all of diagnosing him. I can only tell you what I saw. And what I saw is that the people who have been making this claim that there's something physically wrong, something medically wrong with Vladimir Putin, I think are absolutely right. Absolutely, positively, 100% correct. And now the Russian people and those Russian oligarchs have to ask, this is the guy we're following? This guy? So, I don't know if that changes anything. But I think it very well might. Keep it here. I'm Tony Counts. So there's a judge that is holding Donald Trump in contempt. Because he will not hand over paperwork. There's a subpoena for it. They're looking for documents. It was Letitia James, New York Attorney General asking the court to hold Trump in contempt after he missed the March 31st deadline to turn over the documents. And so now the judge is saying, okay, he's in contempt. And that contempt comes with a fine. And that fine is $10,000 a day. $10,000 a day. I cannot wait for the people who oppose cash bail to be opposed to this. Why? They're only only charging him because he's rich. Could you imagine anybody else getting charged $10,000 a day? It's it's only happening because he has money. It's absolutely abusive. The way cash bail is used to keep people in jail when they don't have money. Got to be opposed to all of it. No? Is that not how it works? I don't know what's going to happen. There's going to be appeals. There's going to be all sorts of things. The judge, um, Arthur Engron, is is the name, Manhattan Supreme, Manhattan Supreme Court judge, saying, Mr. Trump, I know you take your business seriously, and I take mine seriously. I hereby hold you in civil contempt. Trump wasn't in the courtroom at the time. So we'll see how it goes. Is it a witch hunt against Trump? Well, Sure. Sure goes without saying that Letitia James is now not running for governor of New York is, well, you know, secondary. How many ways can you find a way to keep Trump from being on the ballot and keep Trump from having more power? And they haven't even realized that the way to do it is let Trump keep up with these endorsements that might not come through. This J.D. Vance endorsement and the others... Let him lose a couple of big-time uh, primaries, and we'll see whether or not uh, he's he's valued in this way. But when you go after Marjorie Taylor Greene, for example, the congresswoman from Georgia, it's obvious that's just a way to keep Trump off the ballot. And everyone sees through it. Wouldn't you be better off having him hurt himself with the party that's been supporting him? That would be my take. But then again, I wouldn't be these people who are just so freaking obsessed about Trump all the time. They're obsessed. And part of it is, is that if they can continue the Trump hate, that can get them a victory. Isn't that what we see possibly from the victory of Emmanuel Macron getting 59% of the vote in France against Marine Le Pen, the far right candidate? If you can paint the the person, uh, you know, crazy radical all these things even the jerk face looks better by comparison i think that's what joe biden's trying to do at least that's what ron Klain, the white house chief of staff is making the claim of i've got that story keep it right here this is tony katz today Wrong. He wins re election in France and he's not popular. He's not popular in France. But they did a very good job of painting Marine Le Pen. And I, I will admit to you, I do not have uh, a, a, an expertise in, in French politics. But he won with about 59% of the vote. I think it was 58.5%. Okay. That is a fair amount of the vote. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. How you doing, guys? Facebook Tony Katz Radio, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Go check it all out and subscribe to Rumble, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Just click subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. You'll just be happier. So this happens. I mean, Macron has dealt with a lot of protests in the yellow jackets. Not, not bees, actual protests, people in yellow vests. I said yellow jackets, yellow vests is what I should have said. Uh, People who are protesting gas taxes and things like this by setting cars on fire. He wins re-election. Ron Klain is the White House Chief of Staff. And Ron Klain tweets out an interesting observation, just FYI. President Macron appears to have secured a double-digit victory over Le Pen at a time when his approval rating is 36%. Hmm. That's what he writes. With the hmm. I added the uh, hand across the uh, beard, you know, down to the chin myself. Hmm. 36%. What's interesting about that tweet is, is that Joe Biden says he doesn't believe in polls. Well, I don't believe in polls. We don't believe in polls. And here is Ron Klain saying, oh, yeah, look, we've got the same polling numbers. I guess we can win this thing. We're not France. And just to finish up a conversation about Trump really quick, the hatred for Trump exists not with the, with, the, with the masses of America. Not at all. Even if we want to go by the original election night numbers, the man did get half the country or half the votes. What, what did he get? 70 million votes, whatever the number was? For the amount of people who voted, it's a good amount of people. More people voted for him the second time than the first time. Isn't that what we saw? So you have a different, much different point of view uh, or, 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 or type of candidate, type of run. Also, Le Pen has never won. She's a perennial loser now. Trump has won. He was president of the United States. And what we have here is comparison. We can compare... Trump's years to Biden's years and we can make decisions that is far different than anything that took place or you know what, what's happening here is different than what takes place in uh, in France for Ron Klain to make this statement is very odd very very odd but we, we must understand that this administration does not have any level of proper messaging. If Biden is saying he doesn't believe in polls, why would you, Ron Klein, say that you do? There's an interesting argument, I think it was made by, by Dana Perino, that part of what you're seeing from Biden is very strange because here is his staff undercutting him and what he says about uh, war crimes and about Putin and about this, always undercutting him, always explaining what he meant to say, is always this, that, and the other. He's the President of the United States. He said it. Your job is not to undercut him. Why does that happen? And is this just one more example of that undercutting? I think it's an interesting take. I think that Ron Klain kind of makes himself look, and Biden look pretty bad in that. But no one looks as bad as Taylor Lawrence. Now, let me start with what I heard from Taylor Lawrence on CNN that required some kind of conversation. And that was the fact that Taylor Lawrence was on there with Brian Stelter, who is a remarkable fool of a man. A remarkable fool of a took. And she is discussing that when she wrote the piece, wrote the article about the libs of TikTok Twitter account, she wasn't trying to do anybody bad. She wasn't doxing anybody. How silly. Libs of TikTok is a Twitter account. And that account takes videos made by progressives and shares them. And in doing so, exposes them for what it is they're saying, and some people who are teachers, for example, on the Libs of TikTok account, or, or have TikTok accounts, who Libs of TikTok exposed, by saying, look at this. No, didn't, didn't do any editing or anything else. Just said, hey, check this out. Just like you might. Well, some of those teachers have indeed been fired. Because when people see exactly the kind of horror show going on in schools... They may not want their kids being taught that insanity. Taylor Lawrence writes a whole article about libs of TikTok, including private information. Now, I want to be clear about this. She included a real estate license of the woman who owns the libs of, libs of TikTok Twitter account that had an address. It then got stealth edited out of the piece, and the Washington Post has never admitted they made the correction. So without question, Taylor Lawrence doxed the libs of TikTok Twitter account. Why does this matter? Because Taylor Lawrence likes to make claim of being a victim. Her job is to show what's happening in social media. But when anybody says anything about her reporting, oh, they're attacking me because I'm a woman. Oh, I'm a millennial. She's not a millennial. She's Gen X. Although we don't want her because we're way tougher than that. We don't want this weakling. She's always the victim everywhere, always trying to make herself special. That's who she is. She she was the one on MSNBC crying about how hard her job is. People come after her. Yeah, well, you're in the public eye. People will come after you. I don't think anybody should do it physically, but people may say things about you. And here she then is, going after this, this woman who created this account, Libs of TikTok, because she doesn't like the fact that Libs of TikTok is successful, people follow it, and then these, these progressives on social media get exposed. This was about not having the progressives on social media exposed. Allow them to be as woke and as violent, and as I would say in some cases, dangerous as they are. Taylor Lawrence writes the article. Uh, Taylor Lawrence takes a lot of heat. Taylor Lawrence is now on with Brian Stelter on CNN. And on with Brian Stelter because Brian Stelter is the only guy buying in to the idea that she's somehow a journalist. Because Brian Stelter is also that level of just ugly. And this is what Taylor Lawrence says.
1: I think it's rare to see an account gain so much prominence so quickly and be shaping these narratives in such an effective way, especially against trans people. Um, So I was. I mean, my story was kind of long, but I really wanted to make the case like why this account mattered. And I think it's incredibly important, you know, as someone that covers the influencer industry to know who is exerting influence in in this way. I mean, for all we knew, this could have been a foreign actor, right? Or someone we just didn't know. And so I thought, hey, look, this account has massive power, massive influence. This woman is basically on an entire right wing media tour. She gave interviews to the New York Post, Tucker, all of that, um, and registered as a media company, uh, registered a trademark. So, Yeah, I wanted to, I I thought it was quite important and in the public interest to find out who was running it. So let's break this down, I don't need to
0: hear you, Brian Stelter, you make me sick. Let's break this down. The horror of what she now engaged in and how you know it's a lie. Let's start from the beginning.
1: It's rare to see an account gain so much prominence so quickly and be shaping these narratives in such an effective way, especially against trans people.
0: She did not go after, attack trans people. She shared videos that exist. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with that? Media Matters of America will share any video they can that portrays a a, a conservative as evil. They a, a flub of this, of that. This is what they do. This account focused on look at what these people are saying. You think that's an attack on trans people
1: so quickly and be shaping these narratives in such an effective way, especially against trans people? It's
0: not true. She covered a lot of things on this Twitter account. That was no reason to publish her private information. But let's continue.
1: Um, So I was, I mean, my story was kind of long, but I really wanted to make the case like why this account mattered. And I think it's incredibly important, you know, as someone that covers the influencer industry to know who is exerting influence in, in this way. I mean, for all we knew, this could have been a foreign actor, right?
0: Let's stop there, because at that moment, the entire thing blows up. You want to argue that you were investigating this Twitter account for national security? Um, oh. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I mean, who's going to buy into that? Who is going to believe that you were looking into this Twitter account to protect all of us and to protect the nation? You brave, brave American. But let's say that's why you did it. Let's make the argument. Let's go down your road. This is why you did it. You know what you found? You found that she wasn't a foreign actor. You found it wasn't some rogue group of Russians or Chinese activists. No, it was some woman who also does real estate or something like that. And you know what you did, Taylor Lawrence? You wrote the article anyway. It's what you did. It's who you are. And there was Brian Stelter from the show Reliable Sources...
1: He hears this. I think it's incredibly important, you know, as someone that covers the influencer industry to know who is exerting influence in, in this way. I mean, for all we knew, this could have been a foreign actor, right? Or someone we just didn't know. And so I thought, hey, look, this account has massive power, massive influence. This woman is basically on an entire right wing media tour. She gave interviews to The New York Post, Tucker, all of that. Um, and. Re-
0: so you knew she wasn't a foreign actor. Then why did you do the story? And why didn't Brian Stelter say, wait a second, for all we knew, uh, she was a foreign actor, but you did the investigation, she wasn't a foreign actor, so why publish the story? What a thing to say when it is so easy to turn around and say, well, then why'd you do it? But the objective is silence as we take a look what's going on with Musk right and and the the purchasing of twitter which i have from two places that this purchase is going down but of course until it goes down it doesn't go down meaning until we know it happened it hasn't happened i mean i've got it in a couple places that this is the story but neither here nor there they want control over the speech the issue with the libs of TikTok Twitter account is that it hurt them. People could see what was happening in their kids' schools. And they said, my gosh, this is not what we want. And people like Taylor Lawrence, so woke 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 used their power and influence to try and have them destroyed. The, the woman who runs the account, she shares the name with somebody else in Southern California. Has the same first and last name, It happens. That other woman is getting death threats because of Taylor Lawrence, because of this nonsense article that never, ever, 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 ever had to be written by her own admission. Now, she said many other things. She said many other things, including this doozy of a lie uh, right here. The conservative supporters of this account said, you were doxing the person, you're doxing them. So can you tell us how you actually define doxing and, and the difference between doxing and real reporting?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, well, the word doxing has been so devalued, and it just kind of is a buzzword now in the right-wing media. Um, doxing means revealing highly, highly personal, non-public information with the goal of harassment or sort of destroying someone's life. We absolutely did not reveal any personal information about this woman at all.
0: That's a lie. Yes, she did. You lied. And notice how she brushes off toxic, all <laughs> those silly right-wingers. And how Brian Seltzer allows that to go through. There's nothing reliable about this man. There's nothing honest about Taylor Lawrence. Remember
1: that the next time you read a Washington Post story. I'm Tony Katz. Go, 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 go Charlie. It's
0: shiver. We're going to party like it's We're going to sip a party like it's And you know we don't give up. A- the IMF director, in one of the funnier statements I've ever heard, admitting that, you know what, maybe, maybe they spent too much money without thinking of the consequences. I think we are not paying sufficient attention to the law of unintended consequences. We take decisions with an objective in mind. And really think through what may happen that is not our objective uh, and then uh, we wrestle uh, with the with the impact of it translation we put all this money into the economy we never thought about inflation Hmm, maybe we should have these are the experts these are the pros good gosh I have. Uh, have you ever felt more that you were not in good hands than when you hear these people? Facebook Tony Katz Radio on Rumble, rumble.com. Tony Katz, go subscribe, be a part of it. This is Tony Katz today.